Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Blokes talking footy as you know it. Well, not as you know it this week, actually. It's a bit of a different setup, as you can see. It will be like this for a while, hopefully not too long. But yeah, just letting you know that. We're really excited for this episode. We're wishing we're together, but what can you do? Um, Next week, we'll see what happens, but not guaranteeing anything at this stage. Might be this one's going to be a later one. Next week might be even later than that. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from that happens. and we'll. Oh, and just let you know, do you want to tell them all the exciting news we got? It's all yours, buddy. Take it away. Okay. We're branching out, boys. We're branching out. We're now on Spotify. We have been for a couple of weeks. We are on TikTok. That is going well. And we're about to branch off onto Facebook as well. So jump around all the socials. It's blokes talking footy on everything, as you could imagine. Okay. Well, as always, let's just jump straight into it. Let's go. You start us off. You can start right. us off. Two things. What did I notice? What did I like? What didn't I like? All right. Start with my own team. So not much. Didn't like much from that game, did you? Didn't like much. Bit of resilience. Could have taken a lot of positives. I'm not going to be Mr. Positive every week. We are depleted when it comes not to key defenders, just to height in general. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a pick Please. in the mid-season? Yeah, pick 13. In the mid-season. So yep. that's tomorrow night. So we're filming this on a Tuesday. That will be tomorrow night, I'm pretty sure. Or is that Thursday? No, One of the day. Night. Tomorrow night, you're all over it. Tomorrow night, I believe, 8 o'clock. Carlton must pick up a toll. I don't think. I actually am going to go the opposite direction. And I don't think it matters. I don't think matter. you can expect someone because it's not the issue isn't we're lacking a third key toll or a number two key toll. The issue is we are now missing our general down back. On the weekend, we've seen it had to become Lewis Young, it had to become the number one yeah. key defender. And he is lucky yeah. to be number three. He isn't a great footballer in general. So, no, and he's a hell of a lot better footballer than Lockie Plowman. Yeah, and Lockie Plowman should not be on the AFL list. So, we've so got the buy this week. That's okay. You're going fairly. We are on the buy this week. I front up, I rep my blues no matter what. I'm hoping we can bounce back and get some players back. Hopefully, I'd like to see Caleb Marchbank back out there. Yep. Yeah, he's back. Been a long road. Been out in the VFL and that. Hopefully he can get through. We'd like to see him back. But again, you can't rely on someone who's coming back after two or three years out to be your key number one. So not saying we're done yet, but it's going to be a long six weeks. Yeah, very long six weeks. Number two, I went out and made a call and I'm going to stand by my calls and I'll always live up to my record. I'm 0-1. And Owen one means you made four bad calls this week. No, Owen one is I made one bad call. I said that Richmond would win and they didn't. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with losing out because Buddy played a freak game. He's only going to do it three times a year. Look, he's out there. He's not going to do it every week. I'm okay with it. And the facts back it up that it was a good call. And the reason it was a good call, check the halftime score. They didn't adjust well after halftime. Full credit to Sydney with that. But if you look at the top 12 teams on the ladder, Sydney are the only team that have gone two and three over the last five games. Every other team in the top 12 has gone three and two or better. Yeah. I'm happy with it. I'll live with it. I'm happy with that. That's a good... As far as you can be wrong, it's a good way to be wrong. I'll yeah. That's all I've got. Over to you. Okay. So you got nothing from... Oh, yeah. 
not the other team was the statement you just made, I'm guessing. The thing was the Swans. I'm off them. Don't care they won. Yeah, okay. Um, my other team is Frio. They had a big win in the ruck. We talk about Gorn and Jackson being the best ruck duo, but Darcy and Lobb bullied them on the weekend. I'll just read some quick stats out to you. Go for it. In Sean Darcy, so Freo compared to Melbourne, Freo leading 39 to 27 in the headouts. Yep. 31, they were down 31 to 35 in disposals. Yep. We're up 30, uh, 13 to 9 in marks. Yep. Had 15 to 10 score involvements. Yep. And kicked four goals compared to none. Yep. So basically that's a big part of the game and they've really got, played really well there. And can I go? Yep, she sure can. I like what you've brought to the table. You didn't go on a big hype train about Fremantle because we both know they're not that good. But the things I will pay, Darcy does not get enough respect. He was a freak. Jackson does not get questioned enough. Yes, he's a young developing player, but if he was in another team, if he was at North Melbourne, he would not be talked about. He got elevated too quickly to a too high of category of player. Yeah. Gorn's a freak. He can have a bad game. We're, we're allowing that. He came up against a very good Ruckman. The other thing I want to say is if you're relying on Lob to do that each week for you to win, you're not winning. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. You're not winning. Love yeah. what you brought to the table because they did. I want to see how Melbourne responded in the next game because that is huge. You are absolutely right. They got monstered in the ruck for the first time in years. Yeah. Nothing good. You're on early. I like it. What else you got for me? Move on to Geelong. I know, I know where this is going. Yeah, you look, it's not where you think. Yeah, we're all happy oh. Sam's has finally got it. Yes, hoorah, hoorah. But what I want to focus on is some pretty impressive stats from down back with Geelong. Go on then. Yeah, Tom Stewart belting out another 40 possession game. Yeah. Like no back in their right mind should be allowed to do that. He had makes some... You question whether or not, makes you question whether or not he's actually a backman. No, he was playing back on the way. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. The way he runs, should he be utilised elsewhere? Best back in the league, so should be. All right. Uh, a great intercept mark, so it's hard to take him elsewhere. Yeah. And his views, he was going at like 90% or something. 85. That's what you want. 85. 85. Very, 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 very impressive for having 32 kicks. Very impressive. And the other one, Tom Atkins, 17 tackles. Huge. That is huge. That is that is just what? That is giant Newcomer-esque. Seventh most of all time. Yeah. And between him and Salwood, they had 30 tackles. That's huge. That's pressure. That was bad uh-huh. games. Yeah, so 30 tackles for your two best tacklers in the team from Geelong. You compare that to the Collingwood-Carlton game where both teams only had 55 each. And that was described as high pressure. High pressure. Yeah. So... Great pressure football. Move on. Move on. Love it. Okay. What do you want to move next? To Mitch's hey, tears? We're going to the tears. It's what everyone's here for. You watch the viewership yeah. just drop after this segment, so I better draw it out for you. All right. Start from the bottom, work our way up. Same as every week. Feel free to jump your comments in as we go, or at the end, it's up to you. I'm more than happy to debate anything that you think should be changed, but bottom tier, just hanging on. Don's 
Crows, Giants, they're just hanging on. They had been for weeks. They'll be in this tier until they're mathematically not possible to make the finals. And Giants were actually pretty impressive against Brisbane, I must say. For a couple of quarters. Yeah, that's enough. Did they win? Not really. Did they win? Nah. <laughs> nah. And then it's not quite nah. enough, is it? Nah. All right. So I've now, new title this week, not this year. I've been on them, I've been off them, I've been on them, I've been off them. I can't get a read on them. It's the Hawks. Yeah. Some weeks you think they're fantastic in their building. They go out and they play amazing against Brisbane. Then they can barely get a goal the next week against the Gold Coast. Can't get a read on them. They're building something, but for this year, nah. Next year, that's what they're building towards. Yeah. They've dropped two levels. I'll chuck that in, just letting you know where each team's done if they're moving. Next one up, same spot as they were last week. I'm standing by it for the month. The Port and the Pies. They both came out and had a win. Port win? Yeah, SM. Just, yep, I remember watching the end of that. They both came out and had a win, played good footy, but as I said, the month will tell the tale with them, not just the week. Pies, very, very good win, but I'm going to say it's lucky. They were lucky to hold on. They were lucky there wasn't a free kick in the end. They were lucky Weedering went down. They were lucky Mason Cox pulled a game out of his behind. Yeah. You play that match again, you can't have that many things going that way. It's the same as the Rory Lobb effect. It's not going to happen every week. But, again, Mason Cox has won a final of his own boot. It can happen. Now, next year up, we're moving into where we're getting exciting. Hoping to make the eight. So we've got the Tigers, yeah. who have moved down a tier after last week. Couldn't justify keeping them up. That's fair. Swans, right where they were last week, because they are still just hoping to make the eight. They're two out of the, they've won two out of the last five. They're not pressing for anything. Good win on the weekend, but they need to show me more. They play Melbourne this week. I'm happy to stay. They're just hoping to make the eight. Suns moved up a tier. They're hoping to make the eight. They are on the push. Only two games I think it is left. It could be three, but I think it was only two left against top eight teams. That is huge. If they can play against bottom teams and smoke them, they're a very good chance. Like on the weekend, could have gone either way against Hawthorne. They rocked up and had their third biggest win in the club's history. Great, yeah. great result for them. Now, they'll win a final but they're not going to go any further. Cats, Saints, where they were, dogs have moved up a tier. They might win a final. They're playing pretty good footy. I don't think they're going to win a final. I've made that call already all year long. But integrity in the tiers, as always. So they've moved up a tier. Next tier, it's a tier of its own because it doesn't really fit above the last tier, but they're going to finish above the, the teams below them. So it's a little bit of a weird one. It's finals and bust. And it's Frio. So you think Frio is going to finish on top of Geelong this year? No, I'm saying they could. I'm saying they could finish in the top four. I'm now willing to branch out on what I've gone on last week. They could finish in the top four. I said they wouldn't. They could. But my point is they are finals and bust. They will not win a final. We all know what's in the line for that one. That's fine. I'm simply saying, like, even if they finish above Geelong, Geelong is still a better team. That's what I'm saying. Next tier up. We've got three tiers to go. And I'll I'll give you a handy hint. We'll go with the next tier, which is the third tier, right? And there's only three teams left. Fatal flawed. Melbourne, Brisbane, and Carlton. All fatally flawed. 
We'll come back to why in a second. Number one contender, vacant. Favorites, vacant. Gone. As you sent me a message throughout the week, no team is as good as we think they are. The media is hyping it. And you're exactly it's not, right. It's not a competition this year of there's that many good teams. There's just that many mediocre teams. Well said. That's exactly it. Melbourne have just lost their key defender. Carlton have lost their key defender. And we watched what happened. Their defences were unravelled. Now, I can't remember if it was 18 or it was 28 in the Carlton game. Marks inside our 50. Biggest number we've given away all season. Once Wiedering was gone, structure was gone. Once May was gone, Ferreira went with fastball, fastball, fastball. Melbourne couldn't adapt. Yes. Most important players to their teams. Fun fact about Jacob Wiedering, because I love Jacob Wiedering, and I know you're probably going to drop him from, you know, those terrible Australian teams you're picking, but he should still be in there. He has had 27 one-on-ones inside defensive 50 this season. He's lost one. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, I've noted Melbourne's fatally flawed. I've noted Carlton. What's Brisbane's fatal flaw? You'd think it might be their lack of key tools. You'd think it might be that Eric Hipwood is playing terribly. It is the fact they can't play defense. And it's the fact that they're just a mediocre team, team at best. They're a mediocre team. I cannot say that they're any better position than they have been the last two years when they've gone out in straight sets. I can't yeah. see them rocking up and knowing confidently they're going to win. I can't knowingly say I'm confident in them at the moment. Yeah. For a final. Regular season, you can back them in every day of the week. Yep. And that's easy. Any questions, objections? Should we have a favourite? What do you reckon? Nah, I'm pretty okay with that. But, yeah. I think Carlton will go down that list over the next month. Yep. Yep, and... We'll see teams like Geelong come up that list. I reckon Geelong are going to be have a really good... I reckon now is the turning point. They've won two in a row. First time they've done it all year. They're just going to start the roll. The ball starting to roll. So just keep it rolling. So before we move on then, so are you, are you trying to say that Geelong are going to win this weekend? I never said that. I just said the ball is starting to roll. The ball is starting to roll in the right direction. They don't have that hard a fixture. Look, this week sounds pretty hard. Dogs are playing well. Be wrong. Geelong have shown us actually. Doggies have gone in favourites this week. I must say, they're going in on sports bet as favourite this week. I actually think you're wrong. No, nah, I had a look at it. Geelong were at two dollars just before. Yeah, no, you are correct. Geelong were at two dollars. Yeah. Uh, are we willing to see a call? Are you willing to lock in a victory? <laughs> see, doesn't back him in. He has confidence there, Roland, but not a lot of confidence. Yeah, no, nah, the way they've been playing, you can't have a lot of confidence in them. No, they, they need to get rolling because you have had a couple of shaky weeks. This week was a good week for you. And um, I'll actually throw it out there. You didn't mention it, so I will mention it now because I've gone on a little spiel. You did call last week nine goals between the three of them, and they had exactly nine goals. And you didn't even know it, did you? You forgot you even mentioned it. Because I'm just that confident in every call I make ah. that I don't. I don't need to have a look at it because I know it's going to happen. Well, well played. And I'm with that eight goals to Charlie. It was a wet, slippery kind of game. I'm okay See, with it. 
you need to bring this in. You you didn't encounter that, and that's where you went wrong. I said out for things like that. No, you said look, let's look at the film. You said he will kick eight. He's kicked four in a losing side. I'm happy. Yep, okay. <laughs> Moving on. on to Australian. To everyone's so, favorite. Take it away, boss. Okay, so few changes this week, actually. So starting at the back flank, where Taking short out, I'm just not sure what his role is in that team at the moment. If he's midfielder, if he's backman, if he's a bit all over the shop. For that reason, I want to bring in an actual back flanker. So I'm taking Jack Sinclair. Yep. Fair. Fair. And then I've I brought Walsh onto the wing because he's starting to take more of a wing role. Yep, that's fair. And played enough, played enough games now that he deserves to be there. Yes, exactly. He's playing very, very good footy. Yeah, so he's for McCluggage. Yep. And then I've taken Lynch off. Yep. And I'm like, oh, do I go with a toll? And I'm just like, I took your advice, putting Bailey Fritch in there. Bang! Massive call. That's what we're here for. Yep, so we need a medium-sized. Look, yep. there is a possibility. It only takes Jezza or Max King to go big, and we see a change there. Yeah. And then... And then our bench forward goes out and Bailey Cam won't be Cameron Cameron's in Bailey Bolton or Fritch go to the bench from there. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say huge that you've got that many small or medium sized forwards currently. Well, small forwards have been good this year. They have been. They have been good, but I don't know. Has Zach Bailey been that good over the last month? No, he hasn't. But the thing is he still did enough over the First couple that he's actually, I've got a few greens there. He's definitely to be in green. He's on thin ice at the moment. That's very thin ice. I'm not after a change. I'm just after some pressure being yeah. placed in the right directions. So Bolton's on field as well. So I move shot over good, field. Good, good, love it. Running around, and I travel like probably five ten k's just running around kicking the footy. I was out yeah. there. Travel 270 meters and <laughs> only out there for two minutes. My no, hands no. went perfect. Yeah. My hands went perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's get Fucking shocking. Okay. Well, it's currently two degrees yeah. outside. No worries here. Don't want to know. All right. It is currently it's six here, so it's odd. Killing it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we'll move on from that and. We'll go to the other four pocket that's also had a change. And yep. Shy Bolton's come on from the bench. Heaney's out. Heaney's gone. He, 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 he hasn't played good footy too long. He's killing my super coach team, so I'm very happy with that call from you. Yep. And then coming onto the bench is the boy Tyson Stengel. Yep. He's yep. the next best small forward. He's been brilliant. He has been brilliant. He's been very, Look, very good. Argument there that you can put a key in. And it's a good argument. King or Jezza could also be in that spot. But, yep. yeah, I just feel Tyson Stengel's 23 goals as a full pocket is more exciting than 32 from Key. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's one less, one less a game, and he's playing in a role that isn't designed to be getting the mark and kicking all the goals. So in that same, and, so in that same theory, then, do you then rate Max King's tally less than you rate Jeremy Cameron's? 
Wait, say it again. Do you rate Max King's tally of goals less than you rate Jeremy Cameron's, even though they both kick 32? Yes, and um, Max King is just... He's, there's one thing, the reason Hawkins is, isn't going to leave this team is because he does way too much outside of kicking goals. He gives off just yeah. as many, or not just as many. He gives off heaps. You see him on the weekend, he big handball over to Tyson Stengel. Could have easily kicked it. Went back, tried to give Shannon Neal a goal in his first game. Could have gone yeah. back to kick himself. So I That's actually, the same. Famous Cameron yeah. also has a lot of goals. That's why I feel they're more value than someone like... Uh, King. I actually completely agree because you're exactly right in the sense, not in, not in the sharing aspect, but not being the number one target. Yeah. So he's not getting as much of the ball. Like in, it was evident yeah. all weekend in the Blues game. Charlie didn't do a great deal, but in his moments, he has his one on one contest, he steps up because the ball is always going to come to him. Yeah. No, nah, happy. What else you got for me? And that's it from the All Australian by the looks of it. All right. So any any potential murmurings of say uh, a Fremantle Docker coming into the team? Um, Super coach star. Oh, Will Brody. Yeah, Will Brody, mate. Super coach star. Nice. No, a long way off the team at the moment. Whew, long way off. What about- a long way. But there's a midfield. Sorry, you go. Midfield's a hard spot to crack into, and he just hasn't been top. So that's fair. In that case, there's no point me arguing for George Hewitt. Then is there? He's closer. He's playing very, very good footy. Yeah, and to be honest, he could nearly. He has two more good weeks. Yeah. On. Started off like fire, hasn't done much in the last few weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yep, and Weedering probably as after buys, probably a week after buys, we look to move him on. No, no, and he he can, he'll, he'll stay strong. No one's coming to take his spot, mate. Griffin Logue. Yeah, he can take Sam May's spot. How long is Sam May out for? Nah, concussion. He'll miss one week at most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. but... Oh, Happy with everything. No, Let's move on. In my, in my personal opinion, the next segment is the best segment. But top fives. Top fives. All right. Which you want to start off? Pardon? You want to start off? I do. What do you, yep, go. Well, after the weekend, you know, we had some injuries to, to great players, which really destroyed great teams. Can't understate that. Yeah. Great teams. You know, the Ds, the Blues, the Blues, the Ds, you know, great teams. All right, so I could have gone the key defender out. Didn't. There was a lot of games, and you will notice it, I'm hoping. At halftime, one team was well in control, and they lost the game. Yeah. So I want to come out and say top five coaches in the, in the game at the moment. Okay, so... And no, you can't put Alistair Clarkson in there, even though he's a top five coach without him being in the league. I fought with myself, couldn't do it. So we all know who, who number one is. Well, I don't think you're going to put him as number one, but go for it. Well, good, good run. Godwin. Yeah, he's uh, third. Third. 
Well, Vossi would have to be top five as well. Pardon? Vossi. Vossi, he's an emergency. Doesn't yet qualify. Doesn't, oh, yeah. have, okay. doesn't have the resume. Like, you know, these people have coached teams to the promised land, to finals, done it over many years. You can't just come in like, Vossi's having a great year. Can't hate on that. I'm a blue man. But halfway through his first season, can't be top five in the league. Can't be. Hasn't done enough. Got Chris, got Chris Scott in there. Number four. Number four. Yep. Okay. You got you got Stewie Jew in there. No, I don't. You don't. No, because okay. at the start of the year I would have fired him. So you got Kenny Hinckley? No, I don't. You don't. Oh, so you would have um Dimmer. Yeah, Dimmer's number one. Hey, you can sit there and argue it, but at the same time. I can safely sit here and say that you'll argue that there is no one in Richmond's team that has much talent at all, and yet he's gotten the most out of that team he can. Actually, that's fair. He makes yeah. Dusty look like a half-decent player. Exactly. So, um, who else did you have? You would have... So, I'll recap for you. I've got Hardwick at one, Goodwin or Godwin, as you prefer, at three, Scott at four, Michael Voss is the emergency at number six. So you're looking yeah. for number two and number five. Yeah. So as much as you hate him, do you have Bevy in there? No. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I think of him. He's not a coach. <laughs> Tell me who else you got. Number five. I've got Horse. Big yeah. yeah. Always runs the ship. Always very good defensive teams. That takes coaching. Number two. From where he started to where they are now, they've flaked out in the finals. Can't go past Fags. Yeah. Transform the culture of the club. That is very fair. So many top five. Hardwick, Fags, Godwin, Scott, Horse. Boss knocking on the yep. door. He'll be there soon. Same with um Frio's coach. Longmere. Yep. Oh, Longmere. Yeah. That pitch, yeah. Just get me housed. Yeah. Oh, mate. I was getting struggling as well. Coaching very well. Hasn't accomplished enough yet. Yeah, fair. Same as Voss. Yeah. Same as Craig. Yeah. Craig. Coaching very well in his first year, but hasn't accomplished enough. Yeah, fair. That's me top five. Over to you. Happy. Top five commentators all time. Huge call. Huge. So, obviously, we got... Before you start, before you start... Yeah. Is this because you're saying that Roman Grind is back in this week? No, it wasn't actually. Oh. I actually had this idea last week. But Ooh. so obviously there's number one, there's the Nullarbor. And there's another, <laughs> couple, another couple of country miles on that. And then there's number two. Yeah. And then the list just goes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see who you've got at one. You're interested? Tell me who's number one. It's obvious. Stennis Committee. Yeah, the ghost to ever do it. Yeah, there we go. Making sure, making sure you weren't going to throw a curveball at me. Choosing a greatest, choosing a greatest team of all time, there is literally a spot there to say, "Look, Dennis Committee is commentator." Yeah, game greatest team of all time called by D Committee. It's just he's great. He's brilliant. Yep. I don't have to explain it. Move on. Yep. Happy. Number two. Who else? Who else would I have? See, I've got to think Bruce McAvaney's going to be in there. Yeah, I don't like him, though. No, I neither, don't. but he's going to be in there. 
Yeah, he's, he's at four. Yep, nice. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to a bit of my childhood. You might be a bit young, being the 12-year-old that you are. Cheeky dig, love it. Rex Hunt. Number three. Oh, happy about that. The fat lady has sung. Rex Hunt. Iconic. He is iconic. Love it. He's iconic. He's probably, it's just because I didn't see enough of him. That's why he's at three. I've seen more of number two. And that's why he's at two. And yeah, if I had if I had been 10 years older. Rex Hunt would have been it too. That's fair. You can only comment on what you've seen. That's what makes it a truly fair list. Yeah. You got? Who else do you reckon? Oh, I'm happy. I've hit my ones. I'm happy with it. I'm just hey, number, five. number five, I cannot stand him as a commentator, but he does have some good things, and that's BT. Yeah, I can't stand him as a commentator at all. I can't stand him at all. Remy Bryan, I can't stand as a segment, but I'm excited to watch it because it's cringe. You can't look away. Yeah. And number two, Anthony Hudson. Yeah, fair call. Love Anthony Hudson as a commentator. His Back voice. Yeah, voice is iconic. Yeah. To say one thing about him is he's a diehard Geelong supporter and he calls a Nick Davis goal. Yeah. It shows enough of him as a commentator that he's willing to go ballistic over another team and produce one, produce one of the most famous lines of all time. Yeah. Great commentator. There'll be people out there like, oh, Anthony Hudson, Anthony Hudson, who the hell is that? You listen to anything said by him, oh, that's Anthony Hudson. Yeah, exactly. I feel like some people, for some people, he's got that aspect to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's Anthony Hudson. Yeah. No, that's, that's why. That's a great call. Another one was very unlucky, and I'm one of not many people that actually like him as a commentator. Yeah. Is James Brayshaw. Yeah, don't rate him as a commentator at all. I like him as a commentator. I really like him as a commentator. I like, media, I yeah, like him as a media personality. I don't like him as a commentator. Yeah. And then that's another thing if it was to be, because I started off as media personalities. Yep. I'm like, oh, because I still want to have um, Dennis at one. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, he's the greatest personality. The Not greatest personality. He's the greatest person in the afl talking business yeah but i'm like yeah from there and that number two then i would have had billy i don't it doesn't get much better than billy brownless the wheel. it doesn't get any better that's huge i agree that's a great call great list very happy very happy with that i like when you deliver me a nice list that i don't have to argue with you it's good it makes my job a lot easier as the expert okay. let's talk super coach let's go let's talk it Okay, so another week, another... Actually, pause. If we're going to talk about Supercoach, I just want to have this one little moment first. Mark McBay, if you're watching, play Proust. What are you doing? You killed me. Yeah, I got rid of him. That's all I need. I got rid of Proust this week, actually. I played one short and it cost me the game by 10 points. Yeah, and the bloke you versed had 175 on the bench and Captain Connor McDonald. Yeah, I know. I got. I thought I was going to get away with one, and I still got scum. Yeah, no, didn't have a so, good Yeah, so I didn't have a great week either. I went two four. Yeah, and I went was two, top. Three. Yeah, so I'm down another six hundred ranks. Takes me to three five. Yeah, that's poor for you. 
Not for me. For me, that'd be amazing. Stuffed up my captaincy. Who's your captain? Jared Witts. Give us the insight. Yeah, I, th- I thought about it too because I thought he would have monstered them. Yeah, Hawthorne. I got no one. I had the VC on Neil, but I had no one to loophole him with. I had Jack Carroll and I wasn't going to sit out and wait until Jack Carroll gets named or non-named. Yeah. And then saw so he was a Medi sub the next day after I already put the captaincy. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Glad that, but I forgot to take him off the field. Yeah. It cost me another 60 points. Yeah, that's fair. I did not have so, a great week. Yeah. So for this week, let's talk buys. Yeah. Big thing this week. So my plan for the buys is I'm sitting comfy for the last round. Sitting real comfy for the last round. Yeah. And first round, I'm looking comfortable enough. I've got 20 on the ground. 20. Can we get you an update? Yeah. I've got a whopping. Oh, that's. I've got 16 if Hugh Dixon plays. Yeah. I'm so looking terrible. At the stage with my trades, I have 16 the next week. And that's why I was always going to trade him this week. But I'm thinking I might just hold off trading him for a couple more rounds because I think I can still make the trades I want to. Them trades a Sinclair out, a Sinclair in for a mixture of McCartan and Deconing. Yep. To get in Jake Weir as well. Yep. And so I'm going to have to keep Sam Hayes just cover that one game, and then yep. he'll be out to get money to bring in my last primo. Yeah. Well, actually, for the last round, I'd I'm going to go one less. Yep. Just that's unless Stranica gets a game. Luke Stranica. Yeah, so that's hit and miss, isn't it? He's injured, but I need to him as me R three. So if he gets game, I've got to bring him in this week. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Fair. And so I was going to be hazy out this week, but it looking won't do that. The only trade I will make if I do make any is Connor McDonald out. Actually, no, I'm going to keep Connor McDonald for the year. I've decided. That's what I did decide about Connor McDonald. And just bench he's, him. Bench him if he's is. Keeping a spot, he's going to be in and out of the team, but I'm happy if he gets a game. He isn't going to do much. One I'm going to have to jump on and get off real early. Hasn't made me any money, Jack Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to get him out. And that's if Luke Cleary plays. If Luke Cleary plays, Jack Carroll comes on and I just move Dacos down. Yep. Uh, But if not, Carroll gets one more week. One or two more weeks, and then he, it's just, won't, yeah. he won't be in the team this week. I can, I can all but guarantee he'll be dropped. Yeah, it was the and he's come up. He's played a role. He's played well in the first couple of matches, but this was the first time on the weekend where he actually looked exposed at AFL level. Looked too slow. Yeah. So, looking at the people that aren't Primo, Dacos. I've talked about him. He goes when he's buyers. Yep. Uh, for Bonton Pally, who's got forward status. Yep. And then, oh, that's another question. How many doggies players can you have in one team? Oh, I've got two. Yeah, it's I've got two at the moment. It's going to probably be three or four by the end of the year. I know a lot of people are going to have five, possibly six. Yeah, depends. Don't have a lot of trust in them, as we're well aware. Yeah. And then you got McCartan and Coning that both will go next week. Yep. You got Ben Hobbs who's probably going to last until get out of the buyers and probably get rid of him. Yep. And then you got 
Poop Stevens is just going to sit there for the rest of the year. Yeah. Don't have, don't have a problem with him. He's going to be in and out of the side probably. Don't have a problem. Greg Clark, I'm not sure yet. He he looks like he could nearly be an option to get a 23rd player in. Yep. After him for a 23rd player. Yep, he does. He's playing very well. Jack Harrell's obviously just touching him. Connor McDonald's going to stay. Uh, Hayes, we've talked about him. And Hamilton's going to stay. Rioli, not sure yet. But a player that I am, that he's going to go up this week, but maybe in the following weeks I might look to bring him in after the buys, is Jed Buse. Jed Buse. Yeah, so you're breaking the Cardinal sin, which I break, and that's why I'm no good at Supercoach. You're falling in love with your own players. No, no, no. This, I'll tell you why I'm going to get Jeb Buse in. He's under $200,000 at the moment. Yep. He's played nine or 10 rounds. Yep. If he's, if he's going to sit at my defensive seven, yep. he's not going to be on the field. He's going to be my seventh defender. I know yep. he's, going to get a, he's going to get a game most weeks. So worst case scenario, I'm going to have another 30, 40 points on ground if as an emergency. Yeah, okay. And that's why I might look if he... If it gets out of buys and he's cheap enough, I will look to flick over to Jeb Buse. Interesting comment. It is. I know, I know no one. No one is going to do that. But it's just good to have someone backing up there in case someone's laid out. So it's strange that you say that, though. Because... And I've been looking at other players across the league that are going to get games to just bring in as the one emergency for each area. It's something I've never done, but yeah. See, now that's it's strange that you're doing it. I want to just throw back quickly and talk about this actually. So we earlier we talked about Jimmy Butler's uh, missed three point shot, and you said it was a, a good shot to take, even though he missed it. And I completely agree. I'd rather take a shot and at the win and miss. I feel like this is the equivalent of taking the two point shot to tie. Like you're going out there, and at best case scenario, you're only going to get thirty or forty points. Wouldn't you prefer a player who might not play each week, but if he did play, will be has a potential to give you seventy or eighty? Yeah, Buse has that potential. He's shown us that he's got that potential. He scored. I've looked at his scoring. Give, he me, added, his highest, give me his highest two scores of the year and his lowest two scores. So his highest for this year has only been sixty-seven. Yep. And fifty and sixty, and his lowest has been a two, that was obviously injury affected, and a twenty-six. That was his second last. Yeah. But he has shown us that he has been able to score 70s before. So yep. that's right. I don't I don't have a look. Problem is he's probably not going to be at under 200K by the time I look to get around yeah. to him. Yep. He's got a break even of negative five this week. So he probably goes up. So he's projected to be by the time I want to bring him in around 16 is projected to be around 200 but again that's just having yeah. having thoughts just worst case scenario this is always an option i can do yep depends what because it's because i've been looking and i'm like oh, i don't really want to trade out mccartney or mccartney i want to keep at least one of them yep that's fair and because it's good to have any bench option yeah, there but it is you know it's you got to trade them out they've got the money that's it. So I'm going to throw just a few out of my team at you and want your thoughts. Yeah. Something different. So these are just the various players who are probably on the fringe in my team on whether or not I'm going to 
keep him for the year or drop him, I don't really know what I'm doing in this sense. Like there's a few things that need to go under the bridge between now and it happening. You know, there's a few weeks of buys and that you got to get through and just hope for no injuries. So Jakey Lloyd currently holding him. He's been absolutely terrible this year, but he cracked the tongue on the weekend. What do I do? What's he sitting at? What's his price? What's his break-in? His price is sitting at 490. He's averaging 93.9 for the year. And his break-even is 92, which he's not projected to get. Sorry, his break-even um, is 106 and he's projected to get 92. I'm not getting rid of him this week or anything like that. I want to think like give me a, over the next three weeks if you'd be keeping him, holding him, what he has to do to keep him. It's not the worst case scenario. I'd rather have every I'd rather have him on the ground than someone like a Greg Clark. Yep, that's fair. So then I'll scroll down to my midfield where I've got Greg Clark. I'm happy with him though. He's not me questioning in midfield. Me question out of midfield. Like my midfield's Oliver, Neil, McRae, Keys, Cripps, Brayshaw. I'm loving it. Me question, are you willing to put his price doesn't dictate it? And he probably average doesn't dictate it. But I'm almost willing to keep Matt Kennedy for the year and just dictate him as a lock. Again, depends on team. If you have the luxury that comes to the end of the year and you have the trades to do it. I have 11 well. trades left now. I'm going to struggle for trades. Yeah, so no. Yeah, you have to keep him. You've made a decision there. You've got to stick by your decision. Well, in saying that, he is averaging 96. He's 470K and his break even is 56. He scored tons in his last two games he's played. Yeah, look, you, you can't get rid of him with yeah. your amount of box trades. Yeah, you that's got fair. To- so then I go down to me. Oh, actually, I'm just throwing in a cheeky little Mitch Owens on the weekend, dropped me a nice little 89. Very happy with that, considering the only other game he's played, he dropped me two. So I'm yeah. very happy. I've had him since the start of the season. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Finally getting some love. All right. Mirac Dilemma. I've got Jared Witts, and then I've got Bruce Dixon. Yeah. I need Bruce to either play. If he plays, I'm fine. He's averaging 110, but I need him to play. If he, plays, if he plays, you keep him. If he doesn't, you've got to move him on. All right. So what do I do with Dustin Martin and Isaac King? Do I keep both? Drop one, keep one. What do I do? Keep them both. What do I do? Uh, it depends. In your situation, I'd be holding. Yeah. Just because you can't really do much else with your team. Your team. Good. Yeah. You've just, no, you've wasted too many trades too early. Okay, and I'm that's it. That's an, that's the end. You might look to take one of them out. At the moment, they both can produce what you need them to produce. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The hardest part is just, for me personally, is just being like, I'm not going to make trades this week. Like if two are available, I'll use two. Oh, boost. I'm allowed to use three or four. I'll use three or four. Mm. No. Yeah, nah. I'm going to go for first week in a while, possibly this week without a trade. I made two. <laughs> Will clearly plays. No, See, that's, that's a common perception that lots of people have is that you have to trade when buyers come around. You don't. See, I'm not trading because buyers are coming around because my trades don't change the amount of people I got on the field. My trades yeah. fit into my strategy. I never make trades to the buy. I normally try and make a lot of trades and then just write it home strong. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's super coach. Um, for me, you first and last round, you got to field your 18. And second round's a hard one. If you can field as many as you can, really. Second one's it's a, a hard really hard. 
Second one's a hard one for most people. Well, let's see how many people I'm playing against then. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I'm going to have 17 or 18 players that week. Yeah, I've got... Um, That's going to be good weeks. I think I had 17 with... Um, what's his face there? After the trades, I'll have 17, possibly 17, looking 18 now. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm just... Yeah, that's the hard one. That's yeah. the hard one everyone is saying. Because you've got Carlton players. That's the reason you're going to struggle this week. Yeah, because they're the best. It's The second round's got a lot of teams. Like the Doggies have the second round. Yeah, that's why you don't have too many Doggies. you got Doggies, you got Adelaide, you got Sydney. Yeah. So Sydney, Sydney and Doggies are probably your two most owned teams, nearly. Yeah, I reckon I've got two from each. Yeah, you got Adelaide who have a few that are owned. You got Gold Coast that, yeah, a lot, there's a few from Gold Coast that are owned, and then Geelong. There's Tom Stewart, and then you got Sam DeConing, and that's yeah. basically it. So my biggest and, issue probably becomes in that time is actually um, just my bench people won't be playing to cover me. Yeah, that's right. I like it. Super coach done. Tick. Yep. Okay. What's the next segment? Lead us off, boss. Uh, unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Love it. Something new, something different this week. Obviously, yep. Paul isn't here given the setup. Don't want to make it too easy on you. So, yep. something different. Bring it new, keep it fresh. Unpopular opinion. Hailing straight at it with the first one. Let's go. Okay. Dustin Martin is nowhere near the GOAT conversation. And anyone who says he is anywhere near there needs to have a look at it or stop being recent biased. And you look at it, he is still hasn't had the dominance that other people perceive he has had. It's just the media hyping him up, is my opinion. He's not top 10. There is a talk. A lot of talk people are putting him in top five. Most people are putting him in top five now. He's yeah. nowhere near. He's not a top ten player of all time. I think I think you've made a very good call. Based on, and I love the argument of the all time argument. I love American sports. That argument goes on all day long. I think you make a very good point in the sense of his peak was very very good. His peak was close to the greatest three or four year stretch we've seen. That's what that's what I'm saying. His dominance was yes, he had some of the best grand final and final dominance. Been the in the season, he's only got four All Australians. That's, exactly, that's exactly it. He's peaked very well at the right games in the right moments in a good team. He yeah, never destroyed and carried, like destroyed the league and carried a terrible team. And only four All Australians makes your point very clear that he hasn't been that sustained level. And there has been, although he has missed games this year, even when he has played, he's not the same player. And you look at someone like Gary Ablett, who was the best player in the league for eight years. He was the best player in the league. Yep. And there's, it's very hard to argue that if he isn't best, he's still second, third best. But he yep. was still the most dominant and perceived as the best player in the league at that time. Yeah, no, you've got a very good point there with how many times did Dusty 
when you pick a top five at the moment or a top 10 over the last two or three years, how many times has Dusty been picked based on what he's accomplished rather than what he's accomplishing? If you go, if you take away the grand final from his years of dominance, you there's talk that he isn't, isn't even in your top five for some of them years. That's the thing. Yeah. And you make a very good point because the media train really got him going the year he won the brown low and the norm. He was winning the norm before the game was played. Yeah. Well, you look at that, Batcher was easily best on that game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when you look back at it, maybe some of the awards weren't awarded correctly. So unpopular opinion, but the discussion is there to be had. I'm not willing to rule him out. I still think you probably fit top 10 all time without listing a top 10 in front of him. If you've got a top 10 you want to share with me and I'll tell you who is better than in it, go for it. But otherwise, okay. I think it needs better research. But if you want to go for it, you can. I, I should do better research in this, but it's just naming players. Okay, you count on your fingers how many I name. Let's go. Okay. You got junior, senior. You got King Kerry. You got Lee Matthews. You got Plugger. That's me. Yeah, he Heath Shaw said he's best. He's not the best, but he's up there. Yeah. You got I got my numbers wrong. I'm gonna go Teddy Witt. Teddy Witt. You don't think Teddy? Uh, I didn't see Teddy, so I can't. Um, Chris Judd. Better for me. I'm a Carlton supporter. Dustin Martin's better. Has a, had had a bigger impact on the game. Neither one, in my opinion, is silk. So they're easier yeah. for me to compare. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you Buddy Teddy. I'll give you Teddy, but it's hard for me to say. I'm not Buddy Franklin. Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, look, and you go to just trying to think. Oh, you got Greg Williams. Yep. Yep. And that's just eight off the top of my head, and I haven't even started to think yet. But you look, you go, there's you go way back in the day to your John Collins and stuff. You got look, you got Dunstall. I reckon Dunstall was better. Yep. See, yep. This, is, this is what makes the top 10 argument. So we'll cap it at there at nine. We'll have the argument properly another time because what makes it so difficult is it's the relevant to say the NBA when it was the ABA and all those different before it became probably just NBA. It's the same as the AFL is, do you cap it and say, all of history because it's so hard to compare the players from the 70s and 80s with now or do we just cap it when we're making these lists and go from 1990 to now yeah and then if I say it's from 1990 to now would you say he's still a top 10 player we'll come back with a proper official list on this from 1990 it gets close because then you lose your play because then you're only seeing back half of yeah. Senior. Then you then you also lose your bags. You lose the people who kick the thousands. You lose players out of like the seventies, eighties who kick bags and bags, and it becomes a more defined list. I find. Yeah. Okay. That's my popular. So, I, I I completely agree with you when you talk all time. I think for the purposes of us talking goats, it needs to be if we're going to talk about it and we're going to bring thoughts to it, it needs to be nineteen ninety forward in the modern era. So. I'm happy to say he's top 10 all time for the modern era. Yeah, modern era. But we'll, gets... we'll discuss that further. It's a great, great point you brought. My unpopular... Yet again, nowhere near goat conversation. Anyone okay. who even wants to compare him to Ablett Jr., 
needs to have a look at football because the thing is, Abbott Jr. was playing in the tag era. Yeah. He was tagged week in, week, week out and would still average 30. That's a very good point. Um, unpopular opinion. The game needs more players like Jack Ginnivan. It does. You look back at it and you go, small blokes. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying people who make it interesting. You look at it on the weekend, Carlton Collins with 80,000 people there. No one gets excited. This could hurt and this could sting. No one gets excited to watch Jed Buse go about it. They don't. Because, yeah, Jeb Buse. Am I saying Jeb Buse is a top player in the league? No, I'm not saying Jack Ginnivan is. I'm simply saying in sport, sport is an entertainment service. And the best thing we can have in it is a villain. And the small forward is the greatest villain in our league. You look back yeah. and look at Hayden Ballantyne and what he did. Got a punch in the head. They're instantly players you think of. They make the game better because you can either love them or you can hate them and it makes it so much more empowering when you beat them or lose to them. Like, you can't tell me if... Tom Lynch is probably unfair because you'd be excited about it. But so, for example, Charlie Kernow, who I'm trying to pick someone who there's a bit of emotion there, right? If you watched him run in and and miss a goal from 10 metres out, you'd find it a little chuckle and that'd be okay. But you watch Ginevan do it and you are thinking it's the best thing in the world because there's that investment into him. All right, it was just that that is, that kick is where he won the worst kicks I've ever seen. The fact is it was curling that way back in and he still hit the post on that side. Shocking. He's kicked it from 10 metres out oh, and luckily it goes back. No, you're totally right. It is a shocking kick. But that's what I mean. We need more players like him because it just captures the involvement. People miss goals like that two, three times a month. We see it. We don't see them that often, but you'd see okay. them. Two, two, three times a month. That's that's Tom Lynch. You take the rest of the league and there's not many. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And everyone loves that because it's Tom Lynch. He's a flow as well. But again, Tom Lynch, who you can't stand. We need more people like it. That I can't stand. If, yes, exactly. People who make you happy, angry, passionate about the game. I'll just dig out some people's names just randomly. If Daniel McStay does it, you don't care. Because Daniel McStay is realistically, he's a nobody. At the end of the day, he is a nobody. As much as he is. And see, and he's a much better footballer than Jack Ginnivan. But why do you say he's a nobody? Because he doesn't get under the opposition's skin, he just plays his role. A small forward has to be feisty. They have to be. They have to be feisty or crafty in the trick. I, I like it in the way that someone like a Charlie Cameron or a Cody Waitman's gone about it. The way Jack Inman has gone about it, it's, it's a bit how, over the top. There isn't that much difference in how he's gone about it at the start of this year versus how Cody Waitman went about it at the end of last year. Cody Waitman in that final, very similar feel. Hmm. But that's what I got for you. Unpopular opinion. We need more players like it. Yeah, yes, no. That's, you don't right. have to agree with me. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, okay. 
we'll move on from that because we'll we could. Um, All right, Michael, I like it. Um, we'll talk about odds for a second. Go obviously, I mentioned Long being at $2. Good money there, obviously. Long- Sam DeCarney, I said a few weeks ago, Sam DeCarney was a robbery at $67. He's now down to $15. That just shows what the media's impact is. Exactly. And now the media is starting to talk about him. His odds are coming down. Yeah, they keep talking exactly right. about him. He keeps playing good football. And it's he the probably exact same how the media brought the odds down around John Newcomb. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Have we got a something exciting about to happen, Mitch? Something. Or are exciting. we going? My, my, oh, I've got... actually, we'll do. We'll just give that a second. Let's just say what are we looking forward to this week? Good. Thank you. I'm excited because either way, this is a win-win for me. And it's rare that there's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Because either it's, a, it's one matchup out of it, but there's so much that goes into it. The dogs versus the cats. The cats win, and I'm right that the dogs aren't a finals team. The dogs win, and I get to pick on you about the cats not being up to it. But the part I'm actually excited for the most is SDK. And I don't know why you don't get around SDK. TDK, great name. SDK, same thing. Get around it. I always say SDK. I haven't heard every, every it. Time I message, every time I message you, it's SDK. Nah, it's that boy Sammy. But this SDK dish. versus Norton could be a matchup for the years to come. But I want to put the pressure on. Can Norton stack up and actually deliver? Or can SDK continue? This is a matchup that I want to see. Yeah, so do I. Good. There's only one thing I'm remotely excited about this week, and that's to see if Hawkins or Cameron can hit their milestone goals. And what are that's, um, 700 and 500, respectively. Nice. How many are they each? Um, Tom is four short yeah. and Jeremy's three short. But I've, so, been following, I've been following that for a few weeks. I've been a big excited about that. So one of them there, they both won't. There's always a possibility both get there. There is, but they, they won't. <laughs> they're versing a decent team, so yeah. it's going to be hard. Exactly. But what, to be honest, I'm not excited this weekend. Do you know why I'm not excited, Mitch? Why not? I hate the buy round. Oh, I, hate how we, I hate how we drag it over three weeks. Um, we then only get to watch six games for you this week. Yep. And yes, I probably won't watch many because I won't even be home. I'm actually off yeah, overseas, I would say, over to Tassie. But yeah, um, I won't be able to watch that much. But I would rather, honestly, just see a mid-season break for a week. Oh, we have a week footy, and instead of having six games of footy, yeah, and then you just drag it over three weeks. It's just a bit much for me. I'd rather just see one week off. So I'm with you here. I don't like it because, one, you don't get to watch Charlie Cannell play, and that upsets you, I know. We skimmed over in the odds somehow and didn't mention the fact that he's five goals clear and going to win the Colin by a mile, like I've mentioned many times. But I agree. The buys are terrible, and they need to be fixed. And there's a simple solution. There's a couple of simple solutions. Solution number one, this is the most out there method and probably won't happen. Scrap the buy rounds, have one week of a buy, 
and over that weekend of the buy, pump up the mid-season draft and have a three-day trade period. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Have a mid, mid-season trade. Because right now, if you're Carlton, you're willing to throw away a first-round pick to get yourself a key defender. Yeah. Someone who, come into the season, you might only offer a late second-round pick for. But right now, yeah. you are desperate. You want that player. This, and it has and a chance. Right, let's, who are you getting? Who are you looking at if you're Carlton? Who am I looking at if I'm Carlton? And that's probably a better question than if I had have, um, prepped an answer for. Yeah. But then you just, you got to go around the teams and look at who's got key backs that aren't playing that could be. I haven't got an answer for you. I'll come back to you next week with a great answer on it because we've got three weeks of buys instead of one. I've got plenty of time to come up with this, but that's what I'd be doing. I'd be throwing an offer at a player who isn't playing. For example, if I was in the need for a mid-sized forward, I'd be throwing a pick and money and a promise at Jake Riccardi from GWS. I think he yeah. has all the talent in the world. Struggles for consistency because he's in and out of the side. Pick these people who are on the outer missing. Proust on the weekend didn't play. Don't know if he's fully healthy or what the go is there. But new coaches yeah. come in, he's on the outer. There's trades that need to be done and it makes the game more cutthroat, which I would like. Second option is, and it's drastic, get over it. No buy. You don't need it. You're professionals. You are paid to play football. You are paid to play football. How hard yeah, is it? On that, I would like to see the season extended. Same. And then have a mid-season, just a week off. And have, if it's, if you're going to put it out to 26 weeks, yep. even to have one at like round 18 or so, that lets them freshen up for the last six to eight weeks and then moving into buys. I would like it to be two different, you can play right. I want 26 weeks. I love the idea. Shortened quarters. 18 minute quarters. 18 plus time on. And you think, oh, it's only two minutes, but that'll actually take about four off each quarter, which by then takes off 16, which is half a quarter worth of actual playing time. Yeah. We're in effect scoring. That's what we're here for. Teams will still pile it on. But what it means is, means we can have two buys. We can have our trade period buy. And I can have an yep. all-star game. Yep. That's what you need to market. And that's how you need to do it. Yep. On the topic of buyers and players needing a rest and that, conveniently placed the Blues midfield, Weedering going down doesn't help. But you notice Cripps has missed a couple. Walsh missed a couple at the start. Chera had a couple with his COVID. Hewitt had a couple. Kennedy's had a couple. Hewitt's had a couple. We are really keeping that well-balanced machine going with each of them missing a couple of weeks here and there. And we noticed Cripps been down the last couple of weeks. Probably needed that little buy just to get his body right again. Wouldn't be surprised if in our first game back from the buy against Essendon, he'll have 30 and two again. Look like that beast he does each time he gets a fresh break. So he's someone who you've got to factor in. Well, we've got our buy now. We've got another 10, 11, 12 games to go for the season. Probably look at round 17, 18, who we got. Probably look at resting him for one week there, somewhere there. See if you can fit him. Exactly you, rest, you rest him for a week, come like round 21, 22, depending on who you're versus. I'd, you're on. I'd prefer to rest him in round 17, 18. And, but if it is someone, if you have got a matchup that's more favourable to leave it that little bit later, yes. Yeah, yeah. You need your big guns firing come big gun time. Yeah, perfect. Um, oh, one more thing that just came to mind then that I want to touch on. 
I actually, all this stuff about umpires and all the rule changes, yep. I actually want to look at some of the rule changes that I've actually liked over the years that has actually made the game better in my opinion. Go on then. As much as it got scrutinised when it first starts, 666. Yep, great. Love it. Don't have an issue. I, I really liked it. It made teams can't just stack it down back or whatever. Yep. Um, as another one I didn't like when it first came was third man up rule. See, I hate it. I want third man up back. So I like it. I like it without the third man up. I feel like the ruck contest has been emphasised and I actually like it without the third man up. No, because that's a, the third man up takes an ability to be able to play that role. Yeah. And you look at someone, Mark Whitsells was the best in the league at it. He's rebranded himself. Yeah. And you look at Carlton right now, if we could get a third man up, that would completely change our game. Yeah. We've got and the then is wrestling around the ground, bloody boundary throw-ins. Yeah. And then you got, um, what was it? What was I thinking of? Unrealistic attempts. Yep. So, the mark, they go up for the mark. I really like it. I'm not sure when it was brought in or if it's always been around, but it's a rule uh, I fair. really like. It was a few years ago. Yeah, you, that's fair. Yeah, you, can't, you go up for the mark. You don't get anywhere near it. Call it unrealistic attempt. So you can't just jump on someone to get them out of the way. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very jump on, take Specky, but the ball was a metre that way. Yep. That takes him out of the play. You got two players there. Go. No, let's make it fair. I like it. See, and see, rules I like, the change I like, being able to run out of the defensive goal square without kicking yeah. himself. Love it. Love Great that. rule. Helps with the speed of the game. A rule that I love that isn't implemented well enough. And for it, we need to have either acceptance that 50 is going to be paid or a 25-meter penalty, and it's a stand rule because it has the potential to be the greatest rule to increase movement around the ground. The negative is, if you watched on the weekend, see, Carlton Hunter was a great example. Carlton player would take a mark up on the wing. Umpire would call to stand. The Collingwood player would be already starting to take a step back, and all of a sudden, it's no longer stand. It's back five. Yeah. I hate back five. Camera just cut. Give me two seconds rest late. I hate back five because it makes it meaningless. Because as a footballer, I've heard stand, I think they should be stationary, I can start to go. As soon as they're backpedaling, they're already moving to get you. I know they're not coming at me, but the amount of times you see it on the weekend, it kills you. I don't yeah. care if it's back five. It should be stay out five if you're not within five when they mark it. But if you're within five, it should be stand regardless of your spot in that area. Even if you're three meters back from the mark, if by the time he says stand, if you're not at the mark, you stand there. It shouldn't be get out of the area and be able to move. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything else before I make a few parting comments? Oh, I've got, I want to make a, I've got actually something I need to talk about. I've got a call for the week and I've got to touch on a call from last week. Oh, yeah. That's sorry. I did forget that. This is what we all came from. This actually, I'm just going to make a few statements before I do that. Go for it. Okay. Um, M&D Bannies, jump around to everyone. Great cause. Great man. Everyone get around it. And another one is our thoughts are with Bobby Hill in this time. Well said. And we'll move on. We've seen what Doherty has done and been able to come back to him. We can only yeah. hope Bobby Hill can achieve the same. All right. So first things first, me call. I've got a call this week. I'm going to stand by it. I like standing by me calls. Last week, I lo- me call was wrong. 
I'm 0-1 for the year. I'll stand by my calls. I'll say my record each week. Not afraid to back down. If there's more than one call I want to make, I'll make more than one. If there's more long season, I'll make long season. But what I've got is this week, three out of the favourites. Brisbane are paying $2.19. I'm mm -hmm. off Brisbane because they can't stop people from scoring. Freo, until the weekend, have had immense trouble. The two previous games combining for 10 goals total scoring. I guarantee Brisbane will win. Guarantee. Yep. Everyone's okay. hoping Freo because they've beaten Melbourne. If they don't beat Melbourne, no one gives them a chance in this game. One win does not define you. One loss does not define you. Yep. Brisbane will win. Lock it in. We'll be back next week celebrating it. But if you give me two seconds, I'll go grab something because I did get one wrong. Yep. So obviously you did get the one wrong last week as we all love. And that was the Sydney Richmond one. So actually I made some good calls this week. So Sydney Richmond, I said Sydney would win. They won. Mitch said Richmond, they lost. Poor uh, Freo, I said they actually put money on Freo to win by 25 plus. One's money back was paying good. Mitch said Freo were out. Didn't happen, obviously. Um, hey, don't be hating on me, Freo call. I said Freo wouldn't win a final. That one won't be resolved for a while yet. Uh, I was just telling them, them about my big call. Uh, you I put money on Freo. That's a smart call. They'll be able to lose one eventually. Doesn't make Freo a good team. So, all right. Are you happy for me to take over? The reason, reason I did that was because Ed Langdon was out. That's fair. All right. So we have, if we can get this to focus, lethal injection. So you can yep. see what we're talking with. 600,000 Scoville. Bit of fun. Let's get some sauce here. Very much a paste. Here's a paste. Can you show me how much of a nugget? You got on there? I haven't got a nugget in there yet. This is, oh, you can't see me. Sorry, the camera no. can see me. You can't see me. I'm just filling up a bowl. Just filling up my bowl. Oh. Yeah. And now I've got me nug. Yeah. And I'm going a full coating. So swivel so you both of you can see. And I want you to see that this is one fully covered nug. So that is one wet nugget. Yep. For comparison, one dry nugget. You can see the difference in color. Yep, definitely can see a difference in color. Um. And for this, can we just have just your face on there? Just watching your reaction go. Go for it. And have, have you got your glass of milk sitting there? I haven't got a glass of milk. I'll be back. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not have it. Just go. Right. Can't want your reaction. That's warm. Warm? <laughs> I'm not going to let me fingers. Oh. <laughs> Well, hi, everyone. This is level one of five. Good thing I'm not going to be wrong again. Well, that's tearing up. That's real good. Wait, wait until Freo in a final voice. Got five different levels of this. Oh. I think you need to start um, putting your mouth where your mouth is and making some of these calls. You know, you're gliding about these predictions you made last weekend, but I didn't hear you make one call. Have you got a call for this weekend? Oh. Um... <laughs> Nothing that you could really say that's, oh, yeah, that's a half-half call, really. Oh, so the Geelong Dogs game, you're not wanting to lock in Geelong winning? No, I'd be more likely to say that either Jeremy or Tom hit their milestone. But that isn't really 50-50. Why don't you put it out there that Tom does? Tom does because 
Honestly, I think Tom kicks three and saves it one. Because then they got the buy and then the following week. Oh, so then why don't you say he doesn't need it this week then? Give me something. No, nah, I'm not going to give you anything this week. I'm, I hate buys, so we'll come back to that after buys. All right, sounds good to me. Yep. How how are we going? Oh, I'm struggling. That's hot. <laughs> my mouth is on fire. Um, yeah, that's um really nicely warm. Um, my fingers are covered in it, and I don't want to lick my fingers because it's too hot. <laughs> that is a very fair statement. Okay, so yep. we'll sign off. And again, go on to the TikTok, Spotify, Facebook, everything that's out there. Continue to give the love for the podcast. Let's try to get, we'll say, I don't know. Let's just try to get something this week. Sounds good. Okay. Catch you later, guys.